0: This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: All right. Welcome back in hey. to the Amon Green Show. I'm Harrison Arons, ones and twos. Of course, host of the show, Amon Green, streaming in from Houston. And before we get to this Carter Nelson audio clip we have of Matt Rule, kind of what he sees the future for him, I do want to ask you, what do you think about how they announced all these signing days, throwing it back with the NCAA 14 football. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. I thought it was awesome. Kind of going, had to take a lot of work to get all that footage, but nonetheless, it was cool nonetheless seeing it all. Um, of course, illustrating iconic plays for those players. What are your thoughts on that? Awesomeness. I was like, Oh,
2: ah. I was like, I'm not the only one that got some connections at EA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then when they did Dylan's, They incorporated the 99-yard run that Tommy did in the Fiesta Bowl against the Gators. I'm like, look at this. I'm like, I'm just, I'm smiling like I'm smiling now. I was watching this video like, look at this. I love it. It was awesome. It was awesome. I was like, the creativity, the idea behind this, and just the work to put that in because it was what? It's over 20 for signees, right? Over 20 (laughs) plus signees. And so that... I can't imagine who the editor and the creator of all of those graphics, whoever it is, with is it Husker Vision, social media team, whoever. Hey, good job! You could take the whole week off,
0: all <laughs> yeah. right, in my
2: book, because y'all put in some work to come up and have the, I can say, creativity, the idea, the suggestions, and just the 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 effort to put all that work in to make those videos on Twitter, on Instagram today and yesterday i was like flipping i'm like no this is not yes it is i was like oh yeah <laughs> i was like they took it to that level where you see other schools do this you see other nfl teams do this right where their social media team becomes the prior or comes the the person the, the, the a department that's being talked about and mm-hmm. now it shows too. and I tell this to the kids that I teach in my class because in esports class, an in intro esports class, even a sports media class that I taught this past semester, I was telling kids, Look, social media is a job. You know, you have coordinators, you have managers of just social media teams. And so to see this team, be it that you might have said Husker Vision, I'm not sure, I was so excited I didn't hear you. Um, but if it was Husker Vision social media team, like I said, that's an opportunity, that's a job. And it's not just something that you do now, you know, if you're not working, you're doing it to you, are not productive, you know, but if you're doing it for yourself in a business way, then, yeah, you are. But if you're doing it like this for a university or for a bigger company out there, any company, not just a sports company, but any company now has a social media department. So just look at that aspect, too. So, again, hats off to the uh, Husker Vision social media team on campus. They knocked it at eight. That's a home run. That's a, a bomb a 90 yard bomb over the top or 80 yard, 100 yard run touchdown. That's all of that, (laughs) you know. To have all those recruits and their highlights from all their high schools, to then do a simulation of the game in the video of the video game of them and their future numbers and all that on, on the field. Just it was cool to watch. Very, very cool to watch,
1: yeah. And I kept waiting, you know, as we talked about, it's they have to make all of those and even have them ready for guys that aren't necessarily. Indicating they're going to end up at Nebraska, but there's a chance they may flip. So they're getting those ready as well on top of the guys who they think. So, you know, who who knows how many more they had ready to go that a guy who maybe could have flipped that they just never had the opportunity to put out because obviously it didn't happen. But, you know, with the media team for Nebraska football Mm -hmm. and just across all sports, they've been killing it for a few years now. I've really noticed that compared to other programs, the Nebraska media team has really taken it to another level over the, you could argue over the past decade, like it just seems like every year it gets better and better and better. And the content they put out, obviously we had the Adidas series with Matt Rule as well. The way they're yeah. incorporating all this social media <clears throat> stuff to draw more attention to Nebraska football, it seems like it's working in a really big way. And of course the with the NCAA Football 24 going to be coming out next year, that was next. kind of a cool little uh, highlight as well Hello. to bring that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting for that one. I just still circled on the calendar, so I had to drop by that as soon as it drops. But I did promise I'd give an audio clip of Matt Rule talking about Carter Nelson and what the may look for him.
0: Yeah, right. you know, when I talk about that, um, kind of that model of that, that San Francisco-type model, you know, college version of that, guys like Carter are <laughs> in, imperative. You need positionless players. You know, you go watch him play. He's playing quarterback. He's playing tailback. He's playing wide out he's playing tight end. You know, I told him, I said, we're going to hand him the ball like Walter Payton on fourth and one and let him dive over the top. See, I bet you guys didn't know why I posted it. So, So, you know, I said, Hey, like, that's our goal for him, uh, a positionless player. And, um, you know, we signed Ja'Cory Barney and Ja'Cory's playing wide out. And also he's playing quarterback for his team. It's like, you know what, you get a bunch of guys who can do things with the ball and you watch how the offense comes alive. And uh, you know, kind of we're kind of a positionless defense. We'd like to be a positionless offense. I think Carter has all the talent in the world, and I think it's really cool. And uh someone from Nebraska can go anywhere in the country they want. They could he could have today flipped to anywhere and they would have taken him and he wants to come here. I think it sends a great message.
1: So there it is, right there. You you love hearing it. Um, and again, yeah. it's funny how he refers to his tweets. He's like, I'm not always just tweeting, you know. My tweets always mean something, it's not nonsense sure. uh, referring to Peyton, but again it gives pretty good indication that they're going to find ways to get Nelson the ball to be effective, whether it's diving over the top for a touchdown or if it's at a wide out, Mm -hmm. they're going to unique and make sure they can find ways to get him the ball because I don't care if it's eight man football, that's even a smaller space you're working with. Um, The dude's got great hand eye coordination, incredible speed. He is a playmaker just flat out. So they're going to be creative on how they get him the ball. And I'm excited to see Satterfield. This is going to be an opportunity for Satterfield to kind of flex what he thinks his offense can be. You hear Matt rule uh, talking about a little bit of positionless offense, Mm -hmm. Matt or Satterfield's going to have an opportunity. I do want to ask you this though, you know, earlier on, it was kind of this idea that it felt like the goal was to get to that old school style, Nebraska football, you know, Michigan esque. you'd always refer to Michigan football and how well Mm -hmm. they do it. And that's who we kind of need to model. This is a little bit different. We're hearing a little more positionless football, what are your thoughts on that? Is this a possible offensive shift based on the players that are coming in? Or do you think we'll continue to see us grind
2: down more time of possession, Michigan-esque style football? Well, if we have the athletes. Then we can grind down into Michigan type of football or 49er type of football. And when he mentioned 49 he football, the first thing that pops in my head in terms of Carter Nelson was the fact of George Kettle being that George Kettle mm-hmm. type of tight end where he not only... Runs routes, catches the ball. We're going stiff-arm DBs down the field. But he's also is going to help with that DN linebacker blocking up the field. And that's what's going to continue to make Carter Nelson the best tight end in the nation at the college level. He was at the high school level, but then at the college level moving up because he will be that blocker. He will be that guy. He, he don't care who's in front of him. He's going to make sure he gets planted, plant them, head, them hands right on the chest plate, and just drive. And take him for a ride, and then it would, you know, and, and having the same um, athlete go out and run a, po- a post route or an option route or a go route against linebackers, you have a problem. So when I looked at his his background and some of his stats, when I saw he had 1,100 yards rushing the ball, I said, "Hold up, <laughs> they handing the ball off to this dude?" I'm like, "Problem, problem." Yeah, no one was you catching know. him. <laughs> if, if, if and when. The development kicks in. That means he's been on campus at least a year. Year two, year one is going to be interesting for all these athletes, even the ones that were here this past year.
1: Yeah, expect growing pains. Those mean they're a bad player.
2: I'm not mentioning it. I'm just saying just Mm -hmm. from the coaching aspect of it and being around a talented locker room, I can't explain how that kind of spreads around the locker room. When you know you got athletes among athletes, right? Game recognized game, right? I come in there behind Clinton Childs, who was a four time state champion in wrestling and a senior, ran track, ran a four by four and a four by one just for giggles. You know, I'm going to go be the anchor and go for and run the 400 when I'm 220. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make it and look then, easy. Make it look easy. Then I got a guy named Lawrence Phillips from California, state champion sprinter, in the 100 and the 200. Damon Bennett, I think Damon played baseball. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe a little basketball, but athlete.
0: Mm-hmm. Jay
2: Sims again. So that talent in that room, you know, then you put me, you plug me in. i am ai am a, I'm a, I'm a two-time state qualifier, two-time champion in the, in sprints in the 100 and 200. You know, and then you have. All of us mingling every day, pushing each other, working together, <clears throat> helping each other get better, you know, doing things that basically push each other. I know L- LP would run a play. He'd be, he'll he come back to the and He's like, all right, freshman, your turn. Can you do that? <laughs> I'm like, huh? You got jokes. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Bah, bah. You know, but uh, it didn't happen right away. It took a couple weeks. And then I'll start getting yards against the shirt defense. But it pushes them to those limits of testing how, how good they can be. And so having a talented room like this with a guy like Carter Nelson at this at the tight end position,
0: mm-hmm. that'll
2: bring that'll then wake up Finoni, you know, not not putting them on alert like, oh my God, you know, what's going, you know, I might lose. No, it should make no, Iron better. sharpens iron. Yeah, right. Iron sharpens iron. That's the realest, the truest statement out there. And so, as you can tell, I'm I'm just super excited. know that (laughs) we all are we got ballers we got potential Mm -hmm. ballers if i i wish i was a kid i wish i was 17 right now oh
1: the signing day would have been incredible for you let me ask you that uh before we go to our final break here you know what was your signing day or did did i ask you this one yesterday already i know i asked the Bornay personnel did i ask you about your signing day experience yesterday no no okay because i'm curious because It was a lot different. You know, hearing Jay Foreman made me laugh. He did it eight in the morning and he still had to go to class. He thought he was getting the day off of school. Nope. Uh, He signed it real quick, went to school. And of course, there was no crazy social media that you're blowing I didn't have that. Yeah, It's just you sign a piece of paper and um, it's pretty much a slow moving service at that point. It's a done deal, but you're not getting that electric buzz until you really get down to Lincoln. and People can see the face, get to know the number. Um, right. And again, you mentioned Damon, uh, Damon Benning, go watch old school. He was on there for the last segment, number 21 for the Huskers back in the day. Uh, he had some really good insight on early national signing day. So you can check that out on old school, yeah. Damon Benning interview in that second hour. Uh, but what was that experience like for you? i on green because it's, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't as flashy as it is these days.
2: Hey, Aaron Harrison, just say, am I, you know me? <laughs> <laughs> just say am I. Um, So that day started a uh, regular day at school. Woke up around 30, 7 o'clock, got to school on time because the press conference was set for after school. And it was my, like I said, senior year at Central. So I already knew the day before on Sunday, you know, Coach Mack, who was my head coach, Coach McMenmum, called my parents up, said, hey, we got the press conference set up for right after school. So mom just head to the main office when the bell rings in your last classroom and show up there. And, you know, everybody was there. So I got, when I say everybody, you know, my mom, my dad, um classmates a few classmates and then coach mac and administrators principal guidance counselor and the media was there and i had not seen that much media at that point in my life in a room asking me talk you know all focused on me and how many people were there do
1: you, do you it think? was
2: probably at least at least 15 10 to 15 reporters okay. from i don't know i mean assuming lincoln star omaha mm-hmm. world Herald and then other neighboring towns and for me i wasn't this person as you see on camera now i was far from that i was <laughs> i had a i had a red nike sweatshirt on and thank god i didn't i think it was a sweat thank god it was a sweatshirt that it was thick because i would if it was a t-shirt i would have sweat all through it <laughs> i was nervous as oh get out and i was saying in my head what i wanted to say right you know I decided on, you know, going to the University of Nebraska for these reasons this that, that and the other. And in my head it like sounds perfect, right? Every time you go on stage or you go to a podium, you go to a mm-hmm. mic, you think about what you want to say
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you it's you say it and then, to me, you know, nobody's not going to say nothing bad because they don't want to hurt my feelings. I'm like, look, hurt my feelings. Tell me I I was terrible, I stuttered, whatever. But I don't know. I just remember saying it and then sitting back down. And then my mom, they asked my mom a few questions. They asked my dad a few questions. And then it was probably within 10, 15 minutes, it was over. So I'm like, okay, I could go back to class now. <laughs> that, like I was, couldn't wait to go back to class to get back. I went straight back. No, no, we were, school was over. I'm sorry. School was over. So went home, just chilled out. That was it. Did homework. Gosh, got ready. That was it. No social. No no Twitter post. No Twitter video. No, no nil check
1: coming your way immediately. No nil after.
2: check. You know, I, I I did have chores. So when I washed my clean my room, made my bed, wash the dishes and put them away, take the garbage out. I probably what was my allowance? Probably made thirty bucks for the week. I don't know something like that. Twenty maybe on a good on a good week. Uh, it's just that was it. The,
1: the crazy differences that uh, there is now it just felt like back to everyday. You know your high school kid life. Uh, and now it's it's pretty well but you can't blame the kids take advantage of the 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 fame you can get you know the possible nl deals that may come out of it but it's just incredible to watch and i always enjoy hearing those stories jay foreman's just made me laugh thinking he was gonna get a day off of school
2: (laughs) one more thing and then my brother's telling me you better not talk trash when you get in that locker room bro you better shut your mouth and listen to what they say tommy whatever he says you say so you listen to him lawrence clinton you be quiet and you take it in i'm like Noted. <laughs> I, I had no have no problem. He must have had a ton Both of Both my brothers, Nikki, right, okay. Jerry, Paul. They, those are those are my two other brothers that I grew up with, and man, they had me right. I was all tuned up. I came in there, I was silencing in the church mouse. That's the <laughs> I heard every word, of Coach Osborne. That's why I paid attention to Coach Osborne so much. Like I said, by my fresh in my freshman year, I like category, I like took notes on how many cuss words he said, which was none. Yeah, and from every coach I had—football, baseball, basketball, track, powerlifting—I was okay, you know, with coaches dropping something because it was Mm -hmm. just motivation, or they're upset at us because we had a bad practice or whatever. So it was nothing to my ears, no big deal. But he had never did in the three, four years. I was three years. I was on campus for the 20 plus years that now I've known him never once. And so that's the part of a, of him as a coach that I fully respected and how he basically had respect for us as players and took it upon himself to be able to motivate people and coach people the way he got us ready without doing that. And that's where one thing I tip my hat to coach Osborne is like, you guys, all the, you guys, Terrell, you guys, Jay, you guys, Damon. When next time he's in there too, for Sean too, never once. And I know definitely on my time on campus, never once. And so that just made it even more better for me to go out there and beat the teams that was in front of us because I'm like, this guy really cares about us. He making sure that we understand where he's coming from and getting us ready mentally, physically, and everything. But then also showing us that that little bit of respect that. For me, it went a long way. For other guys, it probably was no, nothing. They probably didn't even realize it. For me, it went so far to when I was like, man, I know this guy has been around tough times and dealt with terrible losses. And it's just keeping it like this for me to understand that there is another way to coach. And I, ran, I've, I learned that when I was on campus. So I was like, you know what? I'm giving this guy all I got. Mm-hmm. Everything I got in the tank every time I'm on that fi- practice field and every time I'm on this football field. I'm going to get this to Coach O for sure.
1: Yeah, he just had that unique kind of coaching ability where, you know, always calm despite all the pressure, but intensely focused – on yep. every single detail and you know it's one thing you always hear he treated that football team like a family you know not a football team 100%. Simmons' his stories if you haven't heard him talk about it um tom osborne was great to you when you were playing for his team and when you were off his roster as well he made sure it was always a family me on my birthday yep. so we'll, real quick here we'll throw it to break we got one more segment short and sweet on the other side don't go anywhere